Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Senior Analyst and Lead Advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is, again, Martin Kupinger. He is the founder of Kupinger Coal and he is the Principal Analyst here at Kupinger Coal. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to meet you again. Today, we want to cover a topic that has just um, in the last year hit the news, hit the IAM-related press. Uh, it's a term, a terminology, and a four-letter ac four acronym that is newly designed and that has uh, been also adopted by some of the IAM IGA vendors already. We want to talk about a term that's called CIEM. Um, it's called uh, Cloud Infrastructure Entitlement Management. And we want to take a bit of a perspective here. Um, as a first start, what is your initial perspective on CIAM, Martin? You know, I think as analysts, we're seeing so many new themes, so many new buzzwords popping up. And the question always is, what is behind that? And when I first looked at CIAM, I had a couple of thoughts. The one is... Um, or at the end, they are probably all centered around one thing. It is not really that new. So we have a field we are covering in PAM for DevOps where it's about how can you give privileges um, sort of at runtime to people which need to manage certain things in infrastructure. So some of the technology is here and it's part of an, an established field. We have discussions and I uh, discussion with customers years ago about how could you implement just-in-time provisioning, just-in-time sort of granting of access. I'm working on the field of um, dynamic authorization management or policy-based access, which provides access at runtime at a certain point, the term of ephemeral certificates as one element for, for granting access more from a technical perspective is around for quite a while. And so the, the, the obvious question, even if you take a little bit of, oh, there's AI in which looks at, should I really gift it? So there's a risk factor in at, at the end. It, it still means um, it, it is something which we have seen before, where we see evolution, where we see a, a need for getting better. But does it deserve to be seen and treated as a separate technology? Question mark. And I think that's the other point we should discuss today. If we consider this being um, a relevant evolution, I'm, I'm absolutely there. We need to be better in just-in-time access. And that's what it is about at the core. But we need to do it for everything, not just for cloud infrastructure. So having another point solution, and that's how it is positioned, how the term calls it, is the definitely wrong way. We need to see this as an evolution, but as a part of what we are doing already. And getting better there, not just say, oh, next technology. And then you have a ton, a zoo of different tools, and that doesn't help anyone. Right. One, one definition that I've seen around um, really narrows it even more. It narrows it down to software as a service solutions that do this point solution, that implement this point-to-point -point approach. So it's really a, a SaaS solution that is managing cloud access risk at runtime. And it does this by managing entitlements and even taking care of data governance, but really in this narrow aspect of being as a service and focusing on cloud infrastructure. So it's really just one part of what we 
older IAM guys consider to be provisioning, um, runtime provisioning, risk-based AI-supported um, provisioning. But in the end, it's, um, it's, it's provisioning that needs to be guided by an overall IAM infrastructure, right? I think it's part of what you do. So how do you grant access? At the end, everything we do in identity access management is about who has access to what. And we, we are working on approaches that help us to grant this access when it's needed and only when it's needed. So it, it, is, it is part of that story. And and I see really some interesting innovation I've been waiting for for many years. So uh, what the vendor is doing there is good. It is great. There are a lot of interesting things and, and a lot of helpful things where the customers have been waiting for years. And that might, for instance, complement, that might even in some areas replace existing solutions. But we should not treat it as an isolated approach. We should see it as an evolution as of what, of identity management as a whole. So something we have been waiting for. And going back to your point around as a service models, uh, yes. So if it's AAS, I'm with you. Um, when it comes to the delivery model, I think we should be a little bit more open. At the end, customers want to have some choice. And if you have a modern software, uh, we can deliver it in various forms. So we can run sort of the same microservices in the containers um, in a private cloud or in the public cloud. And most vendors do that. There are vendors which only do software as a service from the public cloud, which also has its value if they are big enough, strong enough. But um, we shouldn't limit it to saying only that is the way to do it. Um, I believe, yes, it must be available as, as a service, but there must be a little bit more flexibility in this. And I personally would say the entire thing is nothing else than one of the many facets which are covered very well by our overarching arcing approach of the identity fabric. So it's one element in a bigger picture, and that's the way we should look at it. And so, so my concern really is um, that with new technologies, there pops up something new, and then you have another deployment and another one, and at some point you then try to converge it again. So let's better understand how this works with the rest and place it rightfully at the point where it adds value to what you have and there is value in these approaches and some of the things, some of the new vendors in that space are doing. But it's, as I've said, it's, it's part of a bigger picture. And I don't think it deserves a separate acronym uh, for itself. Exactly. And if we look at um, providing access to cloud platforms, then usually um, organizations have been looking very deeply into what these cloud platforms do for them. What are the services that they uh, run there? What, are, what is the workload? What is the criticality of such a workload? If you now then put the provisioning engine into a cloud service, then you add more complexity. Another solution that you need to apply scrutiny when using this software, when choosing this software. So you add another uh, point uh, that potentially can be yeah, attacked, can be threatened. So um, it might be just, as you said, something that you want to run under more control on your side, maybe as a, as a microservice, maybe as a container deployed 
somewhere closer to your own control, not trusting in yet another software as a service solution. Many organizations that we see in advisory do that. Yeah, so if I could even live with saying, okay, I go here for, for as a service deployment. Sure. But the point I, I, I criticize more is really the cloud infrastructure. So we need this type of entitlement, but not only for the cloud. So it can come from the cloud or not, but we don't need it only for the cloud and not only for the cloud infrastructure. We need it for SaaS services, which is not cloud infrastructure. We need it for solutions we have on premises. We need it everywhere. And again, that's the point. There's a, there's something really good and valid in that, but the approach is CI, and the CI part is way too narrow um, for what we really need. And, and I think this is a risk also for these technology providers that this is seen as too narrow. There's more than cloud infrastructure, which needs a way more dynamic approach of granting and revoking entitlements. And we need also to add not only the management of entitlement, but also the governance aspect behind it. I believe that our identity fabric picture is the one where you should place this as one central and one important, one vital element serving what customers are waiting for for quite a long time. Right. So from our perspective, it would be one key building block within an architecture, but it's not necessarily an, an, a market segment on its own. And it, as you said, it does not deserve necessarily yet another acronym. Um, it's something that needs to be well integrated, needs to be well um, put into context within an identity fabric here. Yes, I think the point is, I'm, I'm really convinced that this technology will converge with established technologies in that space. It will become part of, on one hand, more the privileged access management focused solutions, and on the other hand, the modern IGA solutions. So um, I'm, I'm, it will be a obvious convergence we will observe here. Right. And if you look at the at the actual market, if you look at vendors that really also use this term just because it's a term that's out there and that, of course, has some hype around that and that has a marketing buzz, they implement that mainly as part of an existing IGA solution and add this CIEM in, in addition to the, what they already deliver. And this is already well integrated. So it's one service within one platform. Yeah, and I think the customer value does not arise by having another, another technology, but, but by solving an additional business problem. And that's what we should look at. So yes, have a look at that market, but don't do CL, CIEM for the sake of CEIM, but put it into the context of your broader identity management picture. And yes, it is part of your identity management modernization strategy. It is important. Um, but it's nothing which should be seen as yet another technology. It's part of what you have and what you should have in future. Exactly. And it does solve a problem. It solves the integration of, for example, cloud platforms yeah. with an ex existing IGA uh, solution because there have been gaps before. But as you said, it needs to be um, designed bigger, broader, with a, with a, yeah, with a bigger picture in mind. So... Thank you very much, Martin, for giving your perspective on this new technology term that is around there, which is not that new. 
um, and to put it into relation to what we are doing with the identity fabric. And if you have further questions, um, we are happy to answer additional questions. Just get in touch with us at Kupinger Cole. Um, just contact us via the website or just um, contact us um, via our Twitter handles or the info at kupingercole.com mail address. Um, thank you again, Martin, for being my guest today. Thank you, Matthias. See you soon. Bye-bye.